Welcome to Politics and Psychology. I'm Dr. Renee Carr, and please introduce yourself in the chat or on social media. Today, we are going to be talking about it's not hate speech if, and then we'll go into what that is. And for this to not be a one-sided or a one-time conversation, please also give your thoughts or questions in the comments section below. Now, if you are ever talking with someone or even having an argument with them, and during this conversation, they call you an anti this or an anti that, or maybe even call you a phobe or a phobic, then what they're really trying to do is manipulate you and they're trying to control you and the conversation. So think about the last time you spoke with someone and it became heated. Whenever another person feels as if they are losing ground in an argument, if that person is not fighting fair or speaking fairly in a heated discussion, then what they will do is try to use a word that will make you upset and no longer focus on what you were saying so that they can then feel as if they are now in power or in control of the conversation and that you no longer have the conversation. The method behind this is to just find a way to make you disempowered by you going into a defensive stance. And so if I can attack you by making you go into a defense, then you cannot attack me or what I am saying. The same thing when you use the word phobe or when someone's using phobic or calling you a phobe, then in this instance, they are actually trying to shame you. So whenever in current use in slang, a phobe or a phobic is used as something that's very offensive and people use this to deliberately make you feel a sense of shame. Psychologically, shame is when you feel so bad about yourself that it's a deep sense of regret of who you are and what you stand for. So whenever someone is trying to use a very salacious word like phobe or phobic, they're doing that to make you feel a sense of shame and to demoralize you. Often when you have these conversations and the other person is using you are an anti this or you were a phobe or a phobic, then although they are saying that you are demoralizing them or disregarding them, they are actually narcissistically turning the conversation around and then trying to demoralize you and to disregard you. So whenever you look at um, hate speech, Hate speech is based off the root of being hate or hateful. And so let's examine what hate is. So the main goal of hate is to completely destroy someone or eliminate a person or a group of persons and in one form of another, meaning financially, in life, their reputation, or anything about their character. You're trying to destroy them. This is what you see for cancel culture. This behind it is this hate of I'm trying to destroy you by any means necessary, even if I have to lie to do it. Now, psychologically, when you experience hate, it's an intense feeling, an intense behavior reaction, an intense belief, or a combination of an intense fear, feeling, reaction, or belief. And when you have this combination of intense reactions, they're so intense that they actually consume you. So you're up at night thinking about this thing or this person that you hate. You can't go to sleep. When you see them, you're just seething because you're so consumed by this experience of hate toward them that you can't think about anything else 
or see anything positive in that person or in that situation. So hate can be mild, moderate, or severe. At the very low end of hate being mild, it might just be you having an extremely strong dislike or an extremely strong disgust towards someone or a specific group of people. It can also go on the other end and then it will be very severe. And when it's a form of severe hate, it's not only do you have a dislike or a disgust that's extreme toward this person or this group, but you actually feel so disgusted or have so much hate toward them that you want to see them die or no longer living, or you may even want to kill themselves and can really see yourself killing them to get rid of this hate that you are experiencing inside. I did do a episode a few episodes ago during season one, and I was talking about the psychology of hate. So if you want to find out more about the hate, then definitely please look into that. But what I did mention is that hate is more about the person who is hating than the person who is the object of their hate. So whenever says it, anyone says that you are having hate speech or you are being an anti this because your actions are rooted in hate, then what they're really saying is that they are feeling a sense of hate toward themselves and you are just mirroring that back to them. So getting back to our conversation example and someone is using, oh, you're using hate speech because you're saying this and you're saying that. At the core of any of these complaints or any of these defenses that someone is using to manipulate you, it's actually that you just don't agree. And you have every right to not agree with what someone is saying, what someone is campaigning for, what someone is trying to legislate or even just try to convince you to do. And if you don't agree with it, it's simply a disagreement. But because the other person is not satisfied with just having a disagreement and they feel disempowered, they try to reverse it and have a disempowerment of you. And they try to make you feel, as I said, either ashamed by calling you a phobic or a phobe, or try to make you defend yourself by saying, oh, well, then you must be anti this. Now, when anyone uses these tactics, it's because they are smart enough to know that you don't want to be rejected. You don't want to be hated and you don't want to be labeled in anything that will be negative. So they play on this and they try to get you to buy into the basis of cancel culture of being so afraid to be canceled that you back down from whatever it is that you're saying that you agree or disagree with. And so this manipulation is a way for you to forget about what you're saying, to forget about what you think, believe, or what you're advocating for, but to instead focus on your sense of safety or your own ego and say, okay, well, I'm going to at least say that I agree with it, or I will at least not argue about this anymore because then I don't want to be rejected or I don't want to be seen as this bad person, or I don't want to be seen as a phobe or phobic. Now it's become a slur to use those words phobe or phobic, but let's go into what it really means so that you can see how these words are being deliberately used to manipulate you and to shut down your arguments of disagreeing with them. So a phobe in a scientific term is a person who fears or dislikes a specific thing. In psychology, it comes from the diagnosis of phobia. And a phobia is a psychological diagnosis 
obviously I'm going to talk about psychology, and it means having an extreme fear or extreme anxiety about a specific object or situation. And this extreme fear or anxiety is immediate and it's so severe that you or the person experiencing this reaction will do everything and anything to avoid that specific object or situation. So let's look at one example of what that might be. If a person has a fear of spiders, for example, and this fear or anxiety reaction that they have is so intense that they are willing to do anything and everything to avoid spiders, then this is called a spider phobia or specifically arachnophobia. There's a movie about that if you want to watch that this weekend, by the way. Um, if someone has an intense fear of being in small spaces, this is called agoraphobia. So the end word of phobia is letting us know that there is an intense fear reaction, an intense anxiety reaction of this thing that's attached to the word phobia. So arachnophobia, arachna meaning for the arachnoids for the um, spiders, and then the small spaces for agoraphobia. You might also have other phobias such as an intense fear of being negatively evaluated or negatively judged when you're in public. And anyone who has this kind of fear, it's called a social fear because you're avoiding social interactions because you don't want anyone to judge you negatively or to give you an extremely negative evaluation. And this is not just on a level of just insecurity, it's on such a high level that you're actually having physical or physiological reactions to it, maybe vomiting, diarrhea, breaking out in hives, panic attacks, and it's so severe because you're wanting to avoid what you anticipate to be a negative experience. And this type of social anxiety is called a social phobia. So whenever anyone is using the word phobia, it comes from phobe or phobia, meaning that there is an intense reaction and an intense fear or anxiety. So of course, people who want to manipulate people in the general public, they may play on your emotions and say, okay, well, we use a word as big as phobe. Nobody wants to be seen as weak and nobody wants to be seen as anything nasty. So if we use the word phobe and we twist it, we can also then make them feel as if we're giving you a negative evaluation about who you are, your character, your mindset, or what you believe in. So by saying that you have an intense fear or an intense anxiety and that you're trying to disagree with them or not support their arguments or agendas because you don't like it, instead of it being that simple, they're twisting the language to say, well, this is hate speech because what you're really doing is you're being a phobe or you're being a phobic and you have this intense fear of who I am or what I believe or what I'm saying or what I'm proposing. And that's not true. It's simply a matter of, I don't agree with what you're saying and you don't agree with me. But since that's not enough, then again, they're using these manipulative words or war words just to get you on the defense. So my goal for today was to bring awareness that there's so many people using very sensitive words such as anti this, which means that you are completely opposed to something or they're calling people phobes or phobics and they're mislabeling individuals 
or the miscategorizing individuals only because they are indeed themselves being narcissistic and manipulative and disregarding of what the other side is saying. And it doesn't really matter if you agree with or don't agree with what someone is saying, but for you to then attack another person and use these attacking labels on the person to then distract from the real argument, then you, if you're a victim of that, then you are really aware that you don't have any power in your argument, that you don't have any legs to stand on, or that the person who's disagreeing with you really is making some valid points, but you just don't want to hear it. So if you are the one perpetrating these acts against someone, using these words to try to offend someone because you feel offended by them not agreeing with you, then just take a an honest look inside and say, okay, well, maybe what I'm thinking, what I'm arguing for, I myself don't understand or I myself cannot explain. And my only way to defend myself is to have the other person distracted from the real issue. And maybe I need to look inside myself or my argument or my platform or my issue that I'm advocating for or fighting against and see, well, is there a reason for me to even be involved in it if I can't really explain it other than to attack someone else? If you are on the receiving end of these kind of attacks, then recognize that you have a strong argument to which the other person is not readily able to defend. And their only way to feel more secure is to disempower you. So don't give up your power. Don't give up your opportunity to say that you can disagree with the other person. Don't just become silent because when you are silent, it also signifies that you will agree. And you never know that someone else may be listening to you or listening to see how you're going to react because they may feel this, they might feel the same way that you feel, but they're too afraid to say anything. And so then if no one is saying anything against something that people at large are disagreeing with, then the small minority of individuals who don't really have a valid argument, but they are just barking the loudest, they're going to perpetuate a belief that only a small group of people think about and the others are being afraid to speak against. So don't let that be you. Use this conversation, um, these conversation starters that I'm trying to give you to be able to be empowered in conversation, to speak what you agree with, even if it's not popular. Just don't give in to backing down or being silent because you're afraid of being rejected because they're already rejecting you. They're already trying to shame you or make you feel ashamed about yourself because you're not agreeing with them. So since they're already feeling that kind of way and they're willing to use war weapons and they're actually trying to use hate speech against you by accusing you of using hate speech, then you might as well go ahead and walk in your power and say what you believe in. So that does end our time for today. But please remember to continue this conversation and these tools in conversations that become heated. But when you do so, remember to do it using science and love. And if you run too fast.